the message I'm planning to preach today is a controversial message about truth. You may find it disturbing. You may have questions. You may not agree. You may get upset. You may be blessed. That's my hope. Truth. Lies. Such opposites on completely different platforms, yet they get tangled together in a gray mess for so many of us. What is truth? What is lies? A lie always tries to align itself as closely as possible with truth. That's why. Where do you find yourself this morning in your situation? Do you say, yes, I know it's true? Do you think, I have no idea what's true? So, you know, here I am. I'm up front. And you can see me. And so if I duck behind the pulpit, how do you know that I was just up front? You can't see me. Well, you know I was up there because you saw me with your own eyes. Okay, that's reality. That's truth. Well, of course I saw you, so I knew you. And plus, I still hear you talking loudly. So you, I know you're there. What if someone else comes walking into the room that had no idea that I was just up here, and you tell him, well, he's been up talking for five minutes already. Feels like ten. And they say, well, how do I know? I didn't see him. Well, because we saw him. We were eyewitnesses. He'd have to make a choice. Is he going to believe you? Or is he going to say, I don't think so. He looks like he just got up there. He looks too fresh to have been up there for that long. He would have to decide what's true. Very simple, kind of crazy example. But what we think is true, somebody else might think is different. They might think it's untrue. But it's that way with truth. Truth is something you have to decide to believe at some point. There's people today that have chosen to not even believe reality. In a conversation I saw recently, they were discussing truth about gender ideology. And the man was discussing the reality of biological sex, saying, this is a woman or this is a man because reality tells me he said we're sitting in this room you and I and we're talking that's reality the response was are we are we really sitting in this room talking 
That's where faithlessness, that's where deciding your own truth, that's where truth being relative will take you. You have to get crazier and crazier for it to continue to work in your world. What is true? We say, well, the Bible's true. Yes, the Bible is true. This may be a controversial statement. Truth without understanding is a lie. Well, you can argue that truth is, is truth is truth is truth. Truth is absolute. But if you don't understand it and you have a wrong view of it, it's at least a lie for you. You'll live it out in a way that you won't get the results that this truth promises if you don't understand it. We have to believe what's true. How do we know the Bible's true? Romans 5, 1 to 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Truth for your relatives. This is part two. And herein lies the reward. The reward of deciding to trust. To trust what God said. To trust eyewitnesses that spent time with Christ on this earth. The reward of faith is you know the truth. The reward of faith is you can understand the truth. You embrace the truth. You love the truth. From Psalm 119, I believe this is David writing, Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. I'm even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Some more verses from Psalm 119. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Thy law is the truth. Do we believe that fully? Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. I hate and abhor lying. Do we? Do we hate and abhor? We hate when others lie, but how often do we find ourselves too close? Trying to paint a pretty picture for everyone else. But thy law do I love. Let that be our testimony. Let us teach our children not truth only, but the way to it. Truth without understanding is a lie. 
At least for you it is. For me, if I don't understand it. Here's my advice. We talked last Sunday about some practical things of untruth, of lies creeping in to the doors of our families. We talked about definitions and dictionaries that they're now changing to fit more with the gender neutrality and and ideology of today's society. A definition our children will now grow up with. We as dads can no longer with confidence go, well, let's look at the dictionary and see what the dictionary says. We must actually go to another book called the Bible, which is where we should go all along, but a dictionary you can no longer trust. We also talked about a new study that recently came out addressing depression. And for years, people have been told that depression is caused primarily by a chemical imbalance, by serotonin levels being wrong in your brain, and that this antidepressant, most from what I understand, work somewhat the same way. They're supposed to bring up the chemical the chemicals to the correct balance, the serotonin levels in your brain. A recent study is debunking that and saying there's little to no evidence. You have to choose what to believe, but something you did think was true, kind of in an opposite way of, of the dictionary scenario, may actually not be true. That can affect the way you live your life and the decisions you make and what you were trusting in. Just last week, after my last message, a day or two after, Monday or Tuesday, I believe it was, I walked into my bedroom at the end of the day and I saw a book laying on my nightstand. And so I just, out of curiosity, we have them in our house. But for you young girls, American Girl dolls, do you know what an American Girl doll is? Who all has an American Girl doll? Even Keith raised his hand. I'm not talking about our wives, I'm talking about dolls. American Girl dolls. There's books. Are you all familiar that there's books that go along with the American Girl dolls? You have American Girl doll books, and they're usually, I've looked through them, they're usually a mystery of some kind, or it's a, it's a story about America and, a, and an American girl living an American life and usually figuring out maybe some mystery or something like that. This book was one that my daughter picked up at a thrift store and she was reading it and she came across something that she said, Dad, I want you to look at this. I don't think this is right. And she brought it and laid it on my nightstand This was one of the newer books, it was in 2021. I don't remember the title, I wanted to bring it with me this morning and I failed to do so. Troy had still not prayed for me that I could keep my thoughts together at that point, so I forgot the book. But when you read the back of the book, where it talks about the book, you read about the storyline, no indication that anything would be amiss other than it's just a classic good American Girl doll book. But she was reading through it. 
And she came to the, the character of the story had two ants, or two people they called Auntie. Auntie, I don't remember their names. But as the story goes, they got married, these two ladies that were adult figures, one of the, the two of the main adult figures in, in her life. They got married. It says, once the law allowed, they got married. And also, uh, you know, they were talking about their wedding, and the, the main character of the story, she was for some reason not able to be at their wedding because they had something else that prevented them. And so the aunties said, well, we're going to pull down from the attic some of our wedding decorations and stuff and, and uh, let you pick out some decorations since you couldn't be at our wedding. Everything seemed quaint and American and family-like, except it was two ladies that got married. If one of my younger children would have been reading that, I don't know, but my oldest daughter was reading it, and she brought it and said, Dad, you need to see this. It's that close. It, that's what our children will have to deal with on an increasingly common platform, increasingly common everyday thing. Truth is being attacked from every side, but lies are even within our doors. Perhaps we live with lies. We may not be telling lies, but maybe we're living lies. Do you think that's possible? Where do you find yourself? Are you living in a way that that could be possible? Some good advice. I wouldn't be giving it to you if I would not believe that it is good. Research God's plan instead of your problem. I've seen this over and over again where some physical ailment or something is, some, something is wrong with, the, with your mind. Something is, you're struggling in an area of your life. We have, oh, we have Google these days. Do we ever have Google? We have social media. We can ask advice and seek out research from so many different platforms. There's really no end in sight. Something that I have heard as a fairly common theme, usually when I'm talking with someone about struggles in their life, it's common to feel the door shut on addressing a spiritual area in their life. We want things to be physical. And also, we feel that we have tried everything already. And oh, I believe in God. That's not the issue. And without thinking about it too much, we fight to continue pulling and dragging down the path that brought us to where we're at, that brought us to our miserable place. But we keep blaming and looking at other areas and other things that, of why we're here. And we don't think, well, 
Maybe there's lies I'm believing. Are you fighting to not give in to depression or anxiety? My advice, just give in. Stop fighting it. Just go ahead and feel it and realize I am depressed. I'm struggling with being anxious. But then you need to do something with it or it will eat you alive. God tells us what to do. He says, cast it. Well, I've tried to cast it. I cast it every day. Well, cast it again. Get rid of it. Stop taking it back. Cast your care on him. Do this anytime, whenever you need to. Don't worry about tomorrow. Trust him for today. Trust him for the next moment. Trust him to guide you in what the next step might be for you. You'll be fine. It's of utmost importance that you're honest with yourself. It's so easy to believe lies in the middle of a struggle. But let truth the truth of God be your foundation. Perhaps you've been believing in things you were told that, that you were told were true, but maybe they're not totally true. Perhaps it's time to reevaluate your lifestyle. This is something that's interesting that we really have personal experience with, but we see it time and again where there's people that are struggling with anxiety or with depression or with some other maybe physical ailment. Maybe they're having physical problems of some kind. And when you address stress, they dismiss it because, well, no, it's not stress or they think, well, there's nothing I can do about the stress in my life. That's just how it is. But they continue researching and, and going after some physical form of taking an antidepressant or, or trying different things to try to find out how to take care of a physical problem. When my wife and I have both experienced physical difficulty that we have traced back to stress, yes, but more, more than the stress itself is what causes the stress, which we say, well, our circumstances. It's more than circumstances. It's how you're looking at life. It's how you're perceiving your life and your problems and your help. When you look out of the wrong eyes, you draw wrong conclusions and you go a wrong direction that will continually give you a false hope and you end up running your life in cycles. It seems to help, then it doesn't. Then you try a little something else, seems to help, then it doesn't. And you see, you ride the waves of your perspective. Realize that maybe you found a way to cope with the stress, but your body is suffering. Usually your body will give you signs that tell you it's suffering from your perspective. 
Remember, it's been well documented that stress has a negative impact on your body. And remember that the wrong perspective, I believe, is the main cause of stress. Peace, we can all agree, is the number one result of trusting God's truth. Even if that doesn't add up in your life, you can at least agree that, well, that is a truth. That is God's truth. Peace must be the number one result of trusting God's truth. Trust me when I say that through trusting truth, you can let go of more than you would ever think possible. And I do not say that lightly. If you find yourself at crossroads of despair, being totally honest with yourself is imperative. We had different of our children that have struggled mightily with using the untruth, especially in a pressurized situation. It's one of the most natural things in the world, it seems, to try to wriggle out of trouble and not be the one that the lot falls upon that caused this disunity or made this bad decision. Something that has helped them. And there's times that I was, my wife, we were at our wit's end on where to go next because there was an adamant, repetitive confidence that I am not guilty. I did not do this. I did not make this choice. I was only doing this. Something popped in my head one day to one of our little girls. And I said, you know what I think the problem is? I said, you are not telling yourself the truth. You're lying to yourself. You're making yourself believe a lie. So I said, daddy's going to go out of the bedroom and you're going to stay in here by yourself. And I said, I don't want you to look around at everything in the room and distract yourself. I want you to think what the truth is for you. Tell yourself the truth. And then in a little bit, I'll come in and we're going to try again. When I walked in, this child was in tears and was crying away and was broken, totally broken. And she immediately told me the entire story made perfect sense. And I knew that it was the truth, what she told me. This happened more than once with different children. That's of utmost importance for you that you are telling yourself the truth first before you try to live truth out. Are you believing lies? If you believe lies, you'll live lies. How do you identify? Are you owning your depression? Or are you owning your freedom? If the sun sets you free, do you believe that you are free indeed? Do you connect with that? If you find yourself at the crossroads of despair, 
Take a moment and evaluate, are you truly being honest with yourself about where you're at, how you got there? Acknowledge your humanity, accept the fact that you are indeed a failure and a miserable one at that. Admit that you've been claiming your failures and your successes as your own. One thing that I've found is that, excuse me, I forget what I was going to say right there. But admit that you've been claiming your failures and your successes as your own. Yes, what I was planning to say is that one common thing that I find is that we are, we are humans. As a human, we're really masters at deception. And we always know what right words to say to continue living in a certain light for people to view us a certain way. We know how to say all the right words so that we can continue feeling like we look a certain way on the outside when inside we're a mess, we're a wreck, we're failing, we're miserable. Being honest is realizing the truth of what's going on inside. Realize that you not only need forgiveness, you also need a new way to think. That's really the only way to see your true self and your need of forgiveness. Being honest with what's going on inside. Just because you look okay does not mean you're okay. Decide to believe that what God offers you is what you need. You may be at a point of saying, what's the use? I've tried this already. I have rededicated my life I don't know how many times. And I truly believe there's those of us here that are echoing what I'm saying. I'm a human too. You've tried this before. These are lies that we often entertain. You'll fail again. You'll never change. Things will never be different. Nothing works for you. You need this. When you're tempted with sin, you need this. You deserve this. No one will know. No one cares. What would everyone think of you if they really knew? That's a big one. The fight is against lies. Is that where you find yourself this morning? This is something I've heard multiple times. In a heart cry. I've already tried Christ. It doesn't work for me. 
you know better than to just deny and walk away, but still you continue the struggle, looking elsewhere, thinking, I've already tried, and it doesn't work. I've tried again and again to seek after truth. It's such a struggle. We call ourselves Christians, but we still haven't found what we're really looking for. So we continue the search. We look high and low. We read, we seek it out, we search. The answer lies in your heart. The answer lies in your perspective. It's what God came to redeem. Truth, the voice of truth, tells a different story. You remember that old song, Jesus Christ is made to me all I need. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that's not true. Decide what you'll believe. Truth frees you. Truth recovers. Truth is what you need. Truth gives you the right tools. I want to talk about that. Truth gives you the right tools. Perhaps you're in a place where you're in a deep hole, dug by the lies you believed, and you... You see light at the top, but there's no way to get there. You don't know how the top even looks anymore. You don't know how the landscape and how beautiful it is. You're in this hole, in a dungeon, surrounded by misery, hopelessness. If you find yourself there, it's okay. There's nowhere to go but up. Look at it that way. My expectation is that you probably are sitting in this hole and you've been praying desperately for a miracle. God, help me. God, help me. And you feel nothing. Or maybe you had this burst of change, but it's short-lived and you fell again. When you fell multiple times, that's when it feels the most hopeful. When you've been falling, maybe your entire life. Does God care? Does salvation even work? Does Christ even give you strength? Is he even real? Truth gives you the right tools. This is something that I feel strongly about because it's made a difference in my life, that I realized God has made me. He's created me. I was born in sin. But that does not change the fact that God made me. He created me in his image. I have a mind. But I have a mind that is laden with sin and cannot think clearly. It can't see things the way they really are. That's what God came to redeem. That's why it says, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. Why is he a new creature? Because forgiveness of sins clears your mind and helps you to think properly. When you continue living in failure and in sin, and you're looking at the wrong things, your judgment remains clouded. The Spirit comes, in addition to forgiveness of sins, to help us think properly. But we must give him a tool 
Take the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. He needs a sword, which is the Word of God. Hide it in your heart. It's with the sword that the Spirit can begin warding off those darts with your shield of trust, all the fiery darts of the wicked. But yet, we don't like to look at that. We want to still just pray for a miracle while we're still believing the lies, while we're still digging a deeper hole, while we're still feeling powerless. We still pray for a miracle. But truth, truth is a ladder. Truth is a shovel. Truth is a water bottle. Truth gives you what you need to get out of the hole. But God gave you strength. He gave you a mind. He created you in his image. You can get out of your hole that you're in. But you must embrace and begin to use truth in your life. The very fact that you've been living in failure, the very fact that you have sin in your life, the very fact that you're miserable, depressed, may be because you've been praying for a miracle instead of using the tools that God gave you. Maybe. It's very common for us to be products of our feelings, controlled by how we feel. And we end up adopting our feelings as our identity. And our feelings become something, somewhat of, our, of, of who we've become. We're slaves to our feelings. And our, slave, our, our feelings dictate how we, how we interact. When we feel a certain way, we are. And we start referring to ourselves as this person. What does God say about you? What does he give you to work with? He gives you truth. He's created you in his image. He's forgiven your sins. It's time to take the shovel and start filling in the hole. It's time to use the ladder. You have everything you need. Drink all the water you need. It's an endless supply. And you can come out of that hole, but it takes work to form discipline on a practical level. It takes a lot of work to form discipline in your life when you've lived without any discipline for years. But people can do it that aren't even Christians. Even the Pharisees were masters at discipline in an outward sense. They weren't so good at it inwardly. But you can have, the way God created you, you can form discipline in your life. But through truth, do it with truth. With the tools that God gave you, you can start casting out the lies, and you start embracing truth, being honest with yourself about where you're at, being honest with what you need, be honest with your failures, cast them. Cast them on someone that actually cares for you. Cast your loneliness. Cast your anger. And start embracing truth. Anger comes from believing lies. Loneliness does not have to be your identity. Truth frees, truth recovers, truth is what you need. Truth gives you the right tools. 
Truth helps you fill in the hole that you've been calling home, the, homes that lie, the home that lies have built. In closing, I want to read this verse that I read at the beginning. Therefore, being justified by faith. You have forgiveness of sins. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We can't hope in things that continually cause us to fail. Today's message may have been hard to hear. I want you to know the first place to start. The first place to start is being honest with yourself. If you're drowning, you need to be honest with the fact that you're drowning. Stop thinking, I think I can get it. I think I can get it. No, I need help. I'm drowning. Somebody has to help me. That's the first place to start. And then go from there. And as God brings truth into where you're at, as hard as it is, you must embrace it. It's never easy to change directions if you're planning to climb. My heart cry is for you to try Christ again. Don't think I've already tried or I'm already a Christian or I'm already, I've already been there. I've done this so many times. Maybe it's time to be broken, totally broken, and be done and realize I've been trying this on my own. God bless you as you consider this message. And may God give you understanding. God bless you.